You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, it's Danny. So I know you're all probably sick of hearing my own stripper opinion every week, so I figured it might be nice to hear from a different stripper this time. Today I have with me Penny, who strips at a local strip club. Welcome, Penny. Thank you so much. So we're going to start right from the get-go. How long have you been stripping? Um, I've been stripping for about four years total, and I started doing it full-time about a year and a half ago. And what brought you into stripping? Why did you get into it? Um, The short answer is Craigslist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, please explain. (laughs) I'm real rapey. (laughs) Yeah, right? Um, So basically, I had been traveling um, around the States when I was, I guess I was like 21, and um, I'd been trimming pot to make money at the time, actually, so I've always had a bit of a knack for um, doing, I guess, unorthodox work, but... Taboo. Yeah, exactly. Um, and anyway, I got back home, and obviously I'd spent all my earnings that I'd made <laughs> over the fall, and just having a look on Craigslist and I saw an ad for topless poker dealers and I at first I didn't even really think of it as stripping I was like this is I'm a topless poker dealer I'm dealing poker and I happen to be topless (laughs) (laughs) I think it took me probably over a year before I like really resonated with the term stripper and was like oh no this is definitely what a stripper does like there's no way that what I'm doing here is not stripping (laughs) yeah That's awesome. And then how did you transition into actual stripping then? Uh, So I guess just kind of through the grapevine, you know? Like, I'd started working for one particular company that did the poker, but as time went on, I started to realize that I actually hated dealing poker, and I really liked stripping. (laughs) I didn't like (laughs) like the the poker part. Yeah, Yeah. I like the nude part, not the card part. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I would... Anyway, so... I started connecting with other strippers and they started sort of inviting me into their inner circles of getting other types of stripping work. Eventually that led me to um, meeting people that worked in actual strip clubs and that sort of, first of all, income obviously, as well as like camaraderie with really dope-ass cunts became super appealing to me. So. I kind of decided to just ditch the serving job and go balls to the wall and become a full-on stripper. (laughs) (laughs) Once you got the ball rolling with all the nudity. Yeah. Natural. Yeah. Yeah, actually, the nudity wasn't even, like, the weirdest part for me. Like, I was kind of surprised by how comfortable I felt with it right off the bat. Like, what about you? Did, did you have that experience as well? or um, Yeah, like, I had, I had been serving in a strip club already, and the outfit mm-hmm. was really, like, revealing. Like, mm-hmm. my tits were out, and, like, well, not, like, out, out, but, you know, like, a lot of them were out. And my, like, you don't see my, like, labia from, like, the skirt <laughs> I was wearing, so I'm like, fuck it. And I had danced for so many years growing up. That, like, dancers just, in general, are very comfortable, I find, like, being nude and stuff, because, mm-hmm. like, one, you're already, like, so physically intimate with people when you're dancing, mm-hmm. and you're also always in change rooms around naked women. Same totally. Same like, a stripper change room, right? Changing outfits and stuff. So I think, like, nudity I was always comfortable with. But yeah. I think yeah. I never thought about it like that, but I also have a background in dance, and I feel like that probably contributed to my 
I guess, comfortability with it. Yeah, I always make a joke. Like, my parents didn't know that when they were, like, paying for those ballet lessons, they were setting me up to be a stripper. Unbeknownst <laughs> 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 to them, they're feeding my stripper I feel like beer. I've heard you say that before. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> um, okay, so when how did you apply then to become a stripper? Was there auditioning process, or is it all based on looks? Um... I've never had to audition for a club before. Um, the most I've ever really done is send in my photo and, I guess, show up. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's different because of where we are located. It's it's different because we're VIP dancers here, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a difference for sure in terms of, like, auditioning as opposed to, like, in most places in the States, I think, require that. Mm-hmm. Um, for people that are listening that don't know, what's a VIP? Uh, so VIP dancing means that you don't go on stage. You are strictly doing lap dances and just hustling for dudes' time, basically. So they're paying you only to go do in like rooms, like champagne rooms and private rooms and lap dances for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like I know people when they hear champagne room they think you're like fucking um, right but that's not what <laughs> what it is I mean there's talk of shenanigans happening in every club all over the world I think but yeah. like generally the rule of thumb is like not to fuck yeah <laughs> I honestly think though those like stories too they're perpetuated by men that are hoping they can tell that story mm-hmm. and they'll do it and then girls who are telling it about another girl like I've never oh to God, me so right. right I've never had a stripper come to me like I fuck in the champagne room it's always like right. that girl fucks in the champagne room or this guy got a blowjob you know totally like, it is so that I've right? never heard a first hand story yes yeah, very interesting where are all you girls fucking in the change rooms at because I want to hear about champagne rooms I want to hear yeah <laughs> message her let yeah. her know <laughs> hit me up um interesting okay so what does a shift in quotes look like then at the strip club for people that might not know Uh, Well, I can only really speak to my experience at the club, and my current club is only open for, I think, like six hours every night. So my shifts are not as long as other people. Like, I know other people sometimes will pull 12-hour shifts or longer shifts than that. So mine are typically six hours at the most, to be honest. I usually (laughs) only do four or five hours, but... Um, it just looks like me going in, usually in my sweatpants, um, getting to work and doing my makeup, usually at work. Um, depending, actually, sometimes this is something that I've started doing recently because I like to avoid spending a lot of time in the dressing room. I don't know if you tend to avoid that at your house. I spend most of my night in the dressing room. <laughs> I'm lazy as fuck. I just feel like <laughs> gossip goes down in the dressing room. Things that I don't want to hear no, see, or really want to be a part of. I think that's 100% what club you're at because yeah, okay. when I, I, used to, I used to dance at Penny's Club and um, the club that you're at, I found there's a lot more cattiness and girls talking. Mm-hmm. Um, in my club, like, not only does, like, the management, like, shut that shit down, but, like, the girls do too. Like, girls just, like, either they're talking about, like, how to make their best out of their money, or they're, like, legit like, girl, how have you been? Like, how's your husband? Or, like, how's your kid? And, like, did you get to buy that house? Like, I find the talk that happens in my change room, for the most part, is, like, a lot more um, supportive. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's more, like, camaraderie than 
I've had other strip clubs, but I do agree with you in strip clubs I have worked out and Fort Mac and stuff too. Um, yeah, the change room was a place where like girls got cut down a lot and stuff. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's not something that I'm ever a part of, but overhearing it really messes with my vibe. And For like, sure. I'm sure, you know, like you have to keep your vibe right, you know, yeah. for your hustle. So yeah. personally, I've always avoided being in there as much yeah. as possible. And then, I mean, as we were just discussing before we started recording, I pretty much made the decision to switch over to your club. <laughs> so, <laughs> She's coming. No. I feel ready. like, though, like a lot of dancers from your club have come to mind now. I know. Fuck off. No, just like, <laughs> <laughs> stay away from my club. <laughs> no, I, right. but, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, I worked at your club and I, I hated it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but well, the vibe has never been right for me there, and I've known that from the beginning, and I've just been putting off making the move out of you know resistance toward change I guess you get comfortable yeah and I 100% agree though like certain clubs fit certain people their energy their style like Mm -hmm. um I felt that club like the um Fort Mac was a good fit for me the way like my hustle was back then I was younger and like had more life in me (laughs) 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 now I'm just angry you weren't yet jaded by the industry no exactly I was like so bubbly oh my god if I could like watch my hustle now back then like crazy oh my god I wish that so I wish you could like go back and like watch like bloopers of your life oh my god like you could see like five years ago in your hustle it's like just as entertaining as like you know when you happen to like overhear a baby stripper um, like doing one, you know, her yeah. first couple hustles or whatever, and it's just like, I bet I I know I was like, oh, <laughs> like yeah. you gotta know you were like that. <laughs> I don't know if I really had much of like a chance to be like that because my girlfriend who like took me in on her wing was very like, um, shout out to Logan. She was very like, make your fucking money, don't fucking smile, hustle your fucking ass off, blah blah blah, and she killed it. So I just like followed her lead mm-hmm. and. Um, and yeah, like we just like, yeah, hustled hard, and we were always. I always felt like I was like a veteran stripper mentality right. already. Yeah. And I remember when I first met my girlfriend, who dances now at my club, or she's actually she moved away now, but she was dancing there. Her first night, I took on her ring. I said, "Stop smiling. You look too new." It's <laughs> <laughs> just like a general. I've heard this story before. Yeah, yeah I, I think I've heard her say it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just funny how like when you're like bright eyed and bushy tailed at the beginning, oh, how quickly yeah. that goes away. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, for me, I had basically the opposite experience from you. Like, I didn't have a stripper mom because, as I mentioned, like, you know, Craigslist happened. Didn't know anybody in the industry. And I made $60 my first night. Which, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told you this story no, before. But that's I made $60. I did not take my clothes off at any point. And at the strip club, was your first night at the strip club? No, 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 God, no. That my first night, I was like much more of a seasoned hoe at that point. But <laughs> um, with my first ever like poker and stripper yes, thing, like yeah. yeah, made sixty dollars, and then I can't, I can't rule this out because I think it's what happened. But I'm pretty sure one of the girls that was working with me stole it out of my backpack at the end of the night because I got home and I had zero dollars. Oh, <laughs> you didn't get your 60. No. Oh and no one made money and it was just that thing of oh like... And, but you know what? I, I went back in the next night and I did the same thing and, you know... Yeah. You had money, money in my eyes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. My first night, I think I made... Oh, how many? I think I sold 70-something dances. 
Fuck. And I sold the most <laughs> dances that night. And I was in Fort Mac days when like everyone fucking hustled. So how much does a dance go for? So it's been some time, but in Fort Mac, I believe the dance was worth thirty dollars, and then you the club gets sixteen, I think, Ew, of that. That's yeah, a, a and then hideous on, number. <laughs> yes, and on top of that, you have to the back room person out a dollar mm. for every dance you do. Mm-hmm. So you actually only make, I believe, thirteen dollars a dance. Damn. But yeah, that's shit money. But everyone just throws money in Fort Mac, so like they'll tip you next to like two hundred bucks easy, and like you get paid for time, and the guy would get so drunk he leaves. So then you're making double time. So hands. yeah, I think I made like I don't know fifteen hundred bucks my first night, and then like oh my God. maybe more than that. That must have so good. Yeah, I made really good money, but then I was like, I can make this serving because like I was making good money serving too. Mm. So then, but you just get jaded, right, with good money. Yeah. Yeah, nothing's ever good enough. And I've always heard that like um, you'll you'll never make as much money as you did your first year of dancing again until you're like seven years in or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess you just have like that like new that new stripper hustle, like where you work a lot more, you're like less jaded. I think it's just that because you're less jaded, customers yeah. find you more endearing. Yes, maybe. I also think too a lot of times when you tell someone you're new at the club, you're a new stripper, they want to see what they can get away with. So oh, that's very much. Yeah. yeah, I've been telling people that I'm new for seven years. <laughs> for four years. <laughs> mm. I love it. Um, I don't think I've ever told someone I'm new, but I think people can tell I'm not new because I come and be like, "Oh, you want to fuck yeah. dance or not? Are we, yeah. are we doing the damn thing or not?" You don't come off as an amateur, but no. my personality, which I know is like definitely polar opposites to yours, is very like baby girl, mm-hmm. like cutesy, like, yes. <laughs> yeah, like very like bubblegum. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very Penny, like, I like to shop, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm very like knife. <laughs> Angry. Give me my money or I'll cut you. 100%. Legit. That's my, that's my line. <laughs> you know, it's a really hidden mess sometimes. Um, so, okay, as a stripper, do your friends and family know that you are? Uh, most of my current people in my life know. My family doesn't really know, but honestly, I don't really feel the need to tell them. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of feel like it's that thing of like I'd rather have this be my own thing that Mm -hmm. can just be mine than break their hearts, you know? Like, I don't know necessarily that it would break their hearts because I've never given the opportunity to, like, grow from my telling them, but um, I've also never given them, like, those test questions either of, like, so, have you ever been to a strip club? Or, like, what do you think of that? What do you think of strippers? Yeah. (laughs) What would you think about as a stripper? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Just because, I don't know, I like having it be my thing. And um, I am really open with the rest of the people in my life, generally. Like, it's just become really easy for me to talk about in the last year and a half especially being full-time because I don't have another job to like hide under the guise of you know yeah well that's what I was gonna say what do your fam? what does your family think you do for work um you know what I actually don't know what my mom thinks I do for work she's got some baller boyfriend I I don't know only because I don't remember what I told her and oh god yeah I, she's like how's that like tech job you're like my what <laughs> Yeah, like, I think I've... I've probably changed the story a few times. Anyway, I I don't... So, anyway, I'm... As a stripper, you know that we're very good at lying. 
but (laughs) I am not very good at following my own little improv lie with my mom about what I do, but she's, bless her angel heart, she's a bit too naive to really catch on, you know? Oh my god, I wish my mom was. When I first started doing webcam, within like a week, my mom found my fucking cam. Whoa. Yeah, like a fucking psycho. (laughs) Um, No, I had, my I forgot my mom. So your mom like a webcam fiend? Like you're (laughs) surfing all the sites? She's got like like, all the tokens. all day. Yeah, she's like the dark purpler ever on Chatterbait. She's like number one, number one chipper. She's like the moderator on like several. Oh my god, I would love life. Oh I would love life, but also be extremely scarred if she was like Loki, my secret moderator. Yeah. She's like, don't talk to my daughter like that. <laughs> Jesus. Um, no, so I forgot that she has. My mom's a little like. And I totally know why. I, like, you know when you're older and you look back and you're like, holy fuck, I'm my, mom, I'm my parents. Mm. Like, I am I'm mm-hmm. their child. I'm very, like, everyone makes a joke. Like, my boss sent me a meme the other day where it's like, everyone knows someone who can find out everything about someone in a minute. And he's like, it's both, like, um, a positive having you as a friend and a terrifying aspect. <laughs> like, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. But, like, yeah, like, my creeping skills are, like amazing and everyone they knows are, that. actually I have seen you do this I have yes. seen her at work ladies yeah. and gentlemen oh yeah like I'll like be able to like find a photo of like a guy's thumb in a photo and be like yo your man's cheating on you <laughs> like I found his thumb in his girl's file I don't know that thumbprint 100% like legitimately like, I did that once yeah um wow, yeah wild. it's a little crazy my mom's like that too my mom just like is like very like um low-key uh psychic like, yeah and like a what's it called like a spy but what's a better word for it Spy's good. Spy, spy works. Spy yeah. Is. yeah, she's a fucking spy. But she has, like, spyware on her, like, internet at her house that, like, logs in everywhere you go and, like, reports it back to her. Oh, my God. When wow. I was at her at her house once, I guess I didn't bring my laptop or... I don't know why the fuck I was on her computer. I don't know why I didn't use my phone. This is, like, I don't know, maybe seven, six years ago now. And I, like, <laughs> went onto my, like, my um, cam work just to see see something. I can't remember what the fuck I did. And I guess she, like, saw my thing and she was, like, found my, like, cam name and, like, yeah, I was, she's like, you're doing cam work and then told my dad. I was like, oh my god. I was like, it's kind of weird that you guys want to, like, watch me dildo yeah. myself, but yeah. okay. Like, yeah. that's your thing. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, I have a different name now. Okay. I always had a fear. I did cam. Actually, this is way before I started stripping. I did cam for probably two years, but I never made good money on it. No, well, I actually did an interview previously with a cam uh, cam girl who's a girlfriend of mine she said like she's been, doing it for, yeah, she's been doing it for two and a half years and for the first year she worked like four or five days a week and made like 20 to 100 bucks a day like it was like a lot of work and not yeah. till the first year did she have like a thousand people viewing it now she has 11,000 people viewing her shit but like yeah she said like yeah she said like the hardest thing was like just staying committed and that's me mm-hmm. I've done cam so many times and I've like always like bailed after a month or so mm-hmm. like fuck this I can go make more money at my job you know right I've been telling you about sort of moving into doing fetish work but I haven't decided if I'm gonna like go back to my webcamming ways of mm-hmm. my baby hoeness but um I'll definitely be doing like OnlyFans Patreon yeah and what was that other one I forget anyway um <laughs> yeah I'm thinking about doing OnlyFans oh Snapchat that's oh yeah Snap. Snap's hard because um the clientele base isn't really there. Mm-hmm. Like, as opposed to OnlyFans, people are already on that site, you yeah, know? Yeah, they know to, what it's for as Yes, well. as opposed to Snapchat, you have to bring get people to go to Snapchat mm-hmm. and download you, as opposed to they can just search you on site they're already on, if that makes sense. They're yeah. already in the database kind of idea. Um, so I found Snapchat when I was trying to start up a Snap Premium. It was hard to, like, drive that traffic right. there. 
um, as opposed to Chatterbait and like um, MFC, My Free Cams, and yeah. um, OnlyFans. Like they, people are already usually using those sites, and they're you're another person they'll yeah. seek on those sites. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, I had done um, My Free Cams and. Uh, Chatterbait, but my cams is the one that I never made good money on. Yeah, that was yeah. like. But that being said, I was nineteen and I was making two hundred dollars a day, and that was good money to me at the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, even two money for just starting on online isn't actually bad even now, because no. um, like I remember. I had my girlfriend over once, it's like ages ago, and we're like, okay, we'll just, we'll stick it out together, we'll start together, blah, 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 and we were online for like five hours and made 20 bucks to slip between us, and I was like, oh my right. god. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> on the other end of the scale, this one time, this was um, kind of at the same time as when I was starting with my topless poker dealing, I had this partner, I guess you could say, um, who's a man, and um, we decided to do Chatterbay because my my free cams you can't start again once you have already had an account with them right. and like having the new status is really helpful yeah right because you're at the front of the page so people that gets you traffic right. and you can't have a guy on mfc that's right yeah so we did Chatterbait for those two reasons and we had 3,500 people watching us and wow. i made 70 dollars <laughs> <laughs> oh my god she's a cheap little fuck honestly but that's the thing is like when with MFC just like stripping and stuff like there's like little tricks to like making sure you make the most like not letting people without tokens in your room absolutely and like things like that right mm-hmm. but when you don't know when you first came on and like ha- like in MFC doesn't have the bots that Chatterbait does so Chatterbait has bots now that like all that shit it's crazy mm-hmm. you mentioned briefly a partner do you have a romantic partner at the moment and if you do how do they feel about your stripping career um, so I do have a romantic partner. We've been together for almost three years. Um, when I met him, I was doing this. And like I said, I was not full time at the time because this was a while ago. Um, and I was, I think because I was still coming to terms with the fact that what I was doing was sex work and kind of having these experiences that were not good and then having experiences that were good and then making, you know, bank in one night and loving that and then also feeling degraded because I didn't have a good handle on my own boundaries. It was kind of confusing for him to, I guess, decide how to support me in it. And he's always been a really supportive person because it's in his nature. But um, I guess... I had to decide how I felt about what I was doing and who I wanted to be in that and become really clear on my boundaries for him to kind of understand how he could support me. Mm -hmm. So he obviously, I mean, not obviously, but he'd never interacted with a sex worker that he knew of before um, we were together. Um, So he just had no experience to work off of. But being a dude that was, I guess, raised by really amazing women has a lot of really positive female role models in his life he just is really inherently a feminist guy so I really appreciate that about him because I know like I'm definitely lucky to have one of the good ones you know did he know you were a stripper when he first met us out did you tell him right away yeah yeah I would say I probably told him like two weeks in so not right away (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean you know whatever like we kind of hit the ground running in terms of our relationship like we hung out once and I found out that he lived three houses down from me and I was like you want to have a sleepover (laughs) (laughs) and then he basically just moved in (laughs) 
<laughs> like you didn't get the memo. <laughs> it was a sleepover, <laughs> not sleepovers. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, but here we are. We still live together, so you know, it's positive. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Um, okay, so that reminds me of something I talked about in a previous um, episode was about partners going to strip clubs. How would you feel about your partner going to a strip club? Not to see you. Um, he he has said to me that he's not a stripper person. That being said, bitch, what does that I mean? I don't think that's. A, <laughs> I don't know if that is a thing because who doesn't love nudity? So you don't like beautiful women that are confident being naked. Like, what's a, you're not a stripper person, right? And I think what he means by that is that he wouldn't enjoy. Yeah, yeah, I think that's more what I meant to say. Um, but I think what he means by that is he wouldn't enjoy having a lap dance, which is fair. Not everybody has to enjoy that. For my partner to go to a strip club, I would be honestly totally fine with it. Like, I know what goes on in a strip club, and I know that other strippers are not here to steal my man. You know what I mean? That's yes, a common misconception. <laughs> we all want your man. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm prowling for dudes when I'm at work. Um, but, I mean, I would love for him to enjoy that experience. I don't know that he ever will, because ultimately it's a preference whether or not you enjoy having that type of interaction. So yeah, I don't know. I guess I kind of, that's how I feel about that. (laughs) You're chill with it if he wants to go. Yeah, definitely. You're a better person than I am. (laughs) (laughs) Um, how, okay. So talking about the money side of stripping, Mm. how much should a stripper expect to make per night? I think it's just, that's a really hard question because I think everybody's standards and everyone's experience of what a lot of money looks like is so different right? based on, you know, what their experience as a stripper has been. At your club, what do you think, like, the average night is for each girl? Honestly, I'm so over my club right now because (laughs) the average is not that great. Like, I know girls do make a lot of money, and I've heard... um, you know, people saying what they make, which you never necessarily know if that's accurate or not. But honestly, in the last like six months, I have had a lot of nights that I've made zero dollars, which has never happened before. Um, the first time I made zero dollars was probably last January, which for people who are not in this industry, um, that's slow season. So yeah, January is it's horrible. terrible in January, but that was my first time making zero dollars and my best at the club, which has only happened once was like 2,300 maybe. So that hasn't happened too many times. Was that this year? Yeah. That was actually that's only good. a few weeks ago. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that was cool. But I mean... Between all of that, like, I'm happy if I leave the club with, like, 600 bucks just because the hustle is tough for Mm -hmm. what I have in me right now. And then I subsidize the lack of income there with what we do at, like, private parties. Mm -hmm. Can you give a brief description of what a private party is? Okay. So, basically, they're similar to what I mentioned about topless poker. It's a party. It's usually... Um, bachelor parties, birthdays, sometimes it's just guys' nights, guys going out on boats. Usually it's like, I don't know, 10 dudes 
Um, sometimes they're from out of town or whatever, and they're just celebrating, and um, they'll pay like a base fee for girls to come out, and then we'll do lap dances and um, sell different types of things, shows massages, shows, like yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. And that's that's where the real bank is for me personally. Like that's where my hustle shines. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's pretty much just like bringing a strip club to you. It's kind of that idea of a private party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then I, I definitely agree with you where the money is more so in private parties now than the strip club. It's yeah. definitely moved that way. Um, regarding money as well, um, how do strippers do their taxes? Do you do you claim your money on your taxes? Uh, it's like I've told, the, I've told the listeners I don't, so <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> RS is not coming for you. Coming well, for you yeah, okay. Uh, you know what? I have intentions of claiming my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Every year for seven years, I'm like, next year I'm going to claim them. <laughs> Same. I'm the worst. and But I, I will do it. I just want to find a sex work positive accountant that will help me. I have all my receipts from the last two year and a half. Mm-hmm. of being full-time so I can write off things when I'm ready. But um, I don't know. I think it's my lack of doing taxes has come from kind of being uh, both afraid and lazy. <laughs> do you not do your taxes at all? Or do you do them you just don't say you're employed? Um, I haven't. No, I haven't done the last couple years of okay. um, being. Well, it's okay. Not <laughs> big deal. You do back taxes. It's all right. Very true. Um... Okay, um, another question I've had a lot of people write in about, and it's funny because I always joke, I like when people, I love when people write in questions because because I've been in the industry for so long, I often forget like very common sense questions to me that are so right. basic, but totally. I, I forget a lot of people would be mm-hmm. curious about them, right? So one of the things I get a lot of questions about is your period. And like, dude, how do you work on your period? Do you work on your period? Blah, blah, blah. So I've answered them all for myself, but do you work on your period? Yeah. Um, (laughs) 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 yeah, I mean, sometimes I won't if it's like the first day because it really hurts. And, um, my club has a white dress code for several days of the week. And we all know how bad that would look if I were to bleed through in my nice, beautiful white outfit. And part of the annoyance with that is just that I have to get that stain out. Like the odds of me being able to cover that up, like in a customer interaction would be pretty fucking easy, but like... I don't want to get my nice white stuff period stained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever there. had um, a leak at work? Mm, I don't think so, but... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but. <laughs> uh, one time, this is fairly recently in the last few months, I started to get stomach pain in the middle of a dance and I fully felt like I was going to shit myself in the middle of the dance oh like my God. I was about to have some terrible fucking diarrhea and <laughs> I was in so much pain and I was trying to you know not like do too much body weight like you know what I mean yeah. I'm not trying to move that stuff through me <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was, like, just trying to move very little while also remaining sexy so I could secure the tip, you know? Oh, God, ew. <laughs> Gotta get the tip. Oh, I told... <laughs> no! <laughs> you didn't have to give me a tip. <laughs> ew, my God, that's so nasty. <laughs> and I am, like, ask anyone. I hate talking about shit. Like, it makes me so uncomfortable. Really? Oh, my God. I yeah. talk about poop all the time. Yeah. I was talking about poop earlier today. But... <laughs> That's so funny. I totally misunderstood that. Gross. No, I needed... 
<laughs> to secure the money. <laughs> I needed to secure the money. Secure the bag. Yeah, uh, got it. That's um, wild. So I was trying to still give him a good dance, basically. Oh, it's a And um, at the end, I, I almost like left without getting paid because it was such like a desperate situation. You know what I mean? Oh, but. Yeah. Of course, this is one of these scenarios where the motherfucker wants a second dance. Of course. And I am about to shit myself. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> so it, the pain kind of subsided for, like, a bit, and I was like, okay, gotta get the money. I'm gonna, gonna fucking do it. I'm gonna power through this shit. <laughs> I'm gonna power through it, Literally. exactly. <laughs> so, oh, God. And then, oh, my God, I forgot about this part. Actually, he didn't fucking have enough cash on him, so I had to go with him to the ATM while I'm literally dying in pain. Jesus get the money, run the fuck to the bathroom, and just let it happen. So, it's not always glamorous. <laughs> um, so, okay, what would you say the pros and the cons are of being a stripper? Besides <clears throat> almost shitting on people. <laughs> I can't believe I just told this story. Actually, you know what? I, I can. I tell the story all the time. Anyway. <laughs> um... Yeah, I guess obviously a huge one is the money. I think most people get into this industry because they're tired of being a fucking slave to capitalism. And stripping is incredible for upward mobility for the poor. And Mm -hmm. it's, it was like, so it was basically just like going from making $10 an hour to making like, a hundred times that if mm-hmm. I mean more than that you know what I mean like and the difference is so jarring at first and I think the, that's kind of almost why it's addictive too because you go from making so little to so much so quickly and it's not that it's easy money per se but it is fast money mm-hmm. and that is there's like a certain security about that for me because I know even if I spend all my money and I you know like splurge on something that I really want yeah (laughs) I know like it's gonna come back to me pretty quickly so I really like that um and then I guess for the negative like there's tons we all know about the stigma like us as as sex workers we know the stigma that comes along with this job and the difficulty with dating and having to explain it to people your parents your family like I've been really fortunate as I mentioned with a lot of the people that I love in my life but not everybody is that fortunate it's frustrating at times when you have to or you don't have to you don't ever have to explain what your job is to anyone necessarily I don't know all the time but sometimes when I think I can confide in someone I've been really disappointed by friends reactions and it is exhausting educating people I don't know if you can relate to that like it comes to a point with certain people that you're just like tired of having the same conversation because we know the reasons why we do this mm-hmm. and having to explain them and be articulate and be a smart hoe so people can respect you yeah because they fucking love that narrative of you're a smart hoe she's an educated hoe she's yeah you know also yeah and i think too no other job do you require that someone has good enough reason to get in it and that they love their their job aside from our job like sex work mm-hmm. is the only job where people are like why did you get into it and do you absolutely love it yeah. are you empowered by yeah. it are you empowered yeah. that is like and the white lady fucking catchphrase of yeah. sex work yeah. like, but you're empowered though you must feel so empowered <laughs> yeah but I mean like in, in all honesty yeah I do think sex work is empowering and most women I know do think that but I still think it's 
important to acknowledge that no other job do you demand that someone be empowered by it. Like, do you think the coffee barista is empowered? Do you think the garbage truck driver is empowered? Like, you know, not all jobs need to be rewarding to be a job. You know, so that's I think right. It's very interesting. I think that's when I get exhausted of that having to like prove people that I love my job. Yeah, like, you know that I'm not a victim. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's like not every day that you go to work is empowering. That's exactly. the thing. Like exactly, you have a shitty day working in retail. You have a shitty day working being a stripper, and nobody wants to hear about that kind of stuff because when you bring that up, then all of a sudden you're a victim and. Mm-hmm. Your job is so hard, and how'd you get yourself into this, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and I think people, too, they want to... They latch onto that because it fits their narrative, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, if you were drunk on your on shift, well, you're a drunk fucking stripper, no matter how many times you've been sober at work, or yeah. you do drugs at a party, and now you're a fucking drug-addicted stripper. You know, no matter if you've been clean for the last, you know, 25 yeah. years you've existed, or... Yeah. Um, people are kind of waiting for you to fuck up in a way course. just to fit into that little Stigma. mold that yeah. they have. A hundred percent, yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, like, I was speaking at that uh, woman's uh, re-education, and that was one thing I was going in. I just... It's always in my mindset that I, I need to speak eloquently because I don't want to fit that mold like I'm a dumb stripper even though anyone that knows me knows I'm not a dumb stripper mm-hmm. but it's almost like I need to like overcompensate like I really need yeah. to prove that I deserve most, both my yeah. degrees and I know like I know what the fuck I'm talking on and I am put together and yeah. you know, I can't let that crack of being a human show almost it's almost like yeah like strippers you can't be human like you can't have fuck ups because yeah. like they'll latch on to that totally and I think that sort of is one of the reasons why dudes say I want to know the real you. Do you mm. ever get guys? No. I mean, what's your real you name? Yeah, what's your real name? I want to know the real you. What's the real you? Into? And whatever you want me to blah, be. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Which is, yeah, it is. Literally, we're just like trying to figure out the whole time what they want yeah. and the hustle from there. But I feel like, I think, I think I. I heard someone say this on a different podcast. It was, I think it was old you pro podcast. You listen to podcast. another podcast? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Give me your phone. I delete it. But she said, no. I think she said, it's from old pro podcast, I think she said. Don't be shouting out other podcasts, joking. Okay? I shout have them to. out. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. I tell them all the time, list of podcasts. Yeah, well, I don't want to, I don't want to like uh, plagiarize what she said, but um, she had said, um, that it, they want to know the real you so they can sort of discredit you from mm-hmm. being this like confident beautiful goddess mm-hmm. that's like you know up on a pedestal in their mind because right. you are up on a pedestal when you're in that situation because they don't understand you know what I mean and we're so in control and they're always trying to steer things so they have the control right, right? so I think it is that it comes from that thing of trying to discredit us as yeah, being empowered and well, I think, like, a beautiful woman who's making more money than you and might be more educated than you is very intimidating, right? Mm-hmm. And men aren't used to that power dynamic being um, being obvious. Usually men, women will dumb themselves down or um, whatever, right? So I remember, I think I mentioned this to you before, actually, or maybe on my podcast as well. When I met one girlfriend, she's um, an engineer, and she dances, and she when she goes to work, she says she's a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, girl... No one wants a dance from a hot engineer. They want it from a hot nanny. They want it from I a mean, hot hairdresser. You I know, would, like, but. <laughs> get up on me. But, uh, you know, like, it's too much for them. They can't handle yeah. a, a strong, smart, beautiful no. woman making good money. Like, yeah. you know? Um, so I think that's too, like, one time. But they're like, oh, tell me what really you. It's because exactly like you said. They want that crack in your 
your yeah. persona or exactly. image. Yeah. I used to try and be a really smart girl as well when I first started. And like I said, I didn't <laughs> I tried have to be really a, smart. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I really tried to be smart. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, I didn't have a stripper mom. No one told me these things. So I would Played be out. always <laughs> trying to prove myself and yes. be like, you know, I don't fit that narrative that you think about sex yeah. workers. And I would be telling them what I do in my real life. And I'd be telling them fucking way too much real information. Now I don't tell them a single real fucking thing. I know some people do keep their stories relatively close to yeah, what mine is in their is, real life. I tell life. them. If they, but I you know, two degrees I don't tell them fucking anything. Yeah. <laughs> but I think also, too, like, I think at this point in my career, I've been doing it for so long, I just don't have it in me to fake. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, yo, yeah, two degrees, I, yeah. I'm going for my master's, yeah. like, what up? Like, you know, like, I, you like me or you don't. And I think I, once, I think, too, especially, like, in our book, um, just for listeners, Penny's also in my book club. Um, she actually is co- co-hosts it with me. Um, we, when we put thriving uh, in sex work in it, that's one of the things Lola Davina said in it was, um, once you have a solid base of, like, your client base, you get to be more picky and you get to be mm-hmm. more, like, um, deleting people or you know, mm-hmm. adding people as you choose and I think that's where I am now where I have a client base where I can just be mean if you don't like me like then you don't get added to the roster yeah. you know it's like almost a power position once you've had that totally. so I think that's why I don't I just kind of like am unapologetically me at work but 100% I agree that most girls they find better money um, playing that fantasy role yeah it's kind of like necessary in this game absolutely and for me it comes from a desire for protection and safeguarding who I really am um, because I find having the separation of my work life and my regular life really helpful for being a person. It's helpful for my mental health oh, and it sure. helps me to not feel like I'm at work all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I become Penny, then it's not that I'm safe under that guise, but it's just that you know, if you don't fucking like something that I do, then it doesn't matter to me. You don't like Penny. Penny's not real. So, (laughs) you know, it doesn't hurt me. It doesn't affect me. And, um, it's, it helps me to, yeah. And it helps me to kind of operate in a way that I can say things that I would never say. Mm -hmm. And I can sort of be this version of myself that I would never be and feel like I'm slaying the house down as that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I totally understand. So, what have been your best and worst moments in your stripper career, if any stand out to you? Um, Aside from the shitting on someone. We're <laughs> <laughs> really going to bring this up again. <laughs> I'm going to back. <laughs> God, we're never, I'm never going to live it down now. Nope. The public know. Yeah. <laughs> the masses know now. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I guess one of my most favoriteest nights... Actually, you know what? I'm going to say that this one was my least favorite and most favorite. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Because it was the first night I ever made $1,000 in one night. Nice. And it was also my least favorite because I let people push my boundaries in ways that Mm I have learned from since then. Mm -hmm. And I'm not someone that lets people push my boundaries at work. I'm very clear on what they are now. But this was also about three years ago. And... um, I had dudes, like, they're fucking pouring Jack Daniels on me while I was doing a strip show. Mm. They, like, fucking got in my pussy, and that shit burns, so. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tender. Like, yeah. It, you know, so it was just stuff like that, and I went home, and I was stinky and covered in whipped cream and Jack Daniels. Yeah, and you just like a blow-up doll. Felt, yeah, very, like, a blow-up doll, and from there, I kind of had to reassess 
how I was going to continue making this kind of money, but also feel like I could be empowered, you know, yeah. in most of the situations that I work in. Mm-hmm. I agree. 100%. In one of my last episodes, not my last episode, but a couple episodes back, I gave stripper etiquette, strip club etiquette, sorry, um, like 101, like the do's and don'ts of strip club and um, what makes and breaks like a client. Mm-hmm. So what would you say makes a good client? Um, a good client is definitely somebody that understands that I want to be having this interaction with them and I also want them to pay me. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that you're paying me doesn't negate from the fact that I'm enjoying this time that we're having together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, on the flip side, you enjoying the time together doesn't mean they can't, they don't pay you. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Um, so that's really important when, you know, I just don't want them to, um, feel like they're only a wallet, but that is ultimately what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't mean that the interaction that we're having isn't genuine, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. I do give them some element of being genuine, despite the fact that, uh, I have like this facade, but if someone asks me a question I'm, and they want a sincere answer, they want sincere advice, like I'll probably give it to them. Mm-hmm. Unless I know it's coming from a stupid fucking place of ego Drunk, or yeah. something, you know, something that's stupid and doesn't matter. It'll always be the girl to make you feel like a big man, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, what makes a bad client? Um, clients that have no money. hundred <laughs> yeah, percent. It's so true to me. I don't care how nice you are to me. If you're not paying me a dime, like, it's a waste of my time. Yeah. I have nice people in my personal life. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm not here to have a pleasant interaction for free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. So, in a previous episode, I discussed how um, I felt about dancing for couples and um, how that usually goes down. What's and, and some girls don't like dancing for couples. What's your opinion on dancing for a couple? Yeah, so I've had a few nice experiences dancing for couples. Um, generally, when I'm trying to hustle it, um, I always sort of like form a bond and try to become a team with the woman same as I said too yeah like like it's always sort of about like oh wouldn't you like to watch me and your girlfriend like grind all over each other and you just get to watch and you don't even get to touch and she can touch me all she wants so you don't get to touch you know Yeah, yeah yeah and just kind of taunt them and then she feels like she's like the delicious treat being dangled in front of him as well as me and it's sort of like the way to hustle up that hot experience for them. But also, um, I don't know if you've ever mentioned this before, but I think it's something that a lot of strippers know that women can be like really grabby and really disrespectful Mm. in the dance room. That, um, I danced for a woman once and she spat on my pussy. Like, yeah, like I, in my experience, it's usually women that are the most aggressive in the dance room. Yeah. That's nasty. Um, Yeah. It's disgusting. Like Uh you wouldn't, you would never do that to a person in the real world. Like, yeah. I think it, it's also that thing of, like, I'm just forgetting that we're people. And they're kind of in this, like, really hetero environment where these guys sort of lose their shit and they feel like maybe if they sort of fit into that mold and do the stuff that the guys are doing, then they'll be maybe, like, a cool girl that's yeah. chill with it or whatever. Yeah. And, like, yeah. I don't know exactly. Well, I call it like the land of lust. Like you're lost in the land of lust, and like you gotta like forget how to behave like a normal human. (laughs) Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) 
Or, like, think of it as, like, a petting zoo. Like, you're not allowed to spit on the animals. Like, yeah. don't pull I usually hair. tell them, keep your hands and feet inside the ride at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I really guess feel that. So I also spoke about um, dancing for married men and how other people felt about me dancing for married men and how I feel about dancing for married men. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, like I mentioned before, strippers are not out to steal your man. It's I am. <laughs> As wanna, you mentioned, I want to steal all of them. <laughs> all the collecting broke them like Pokemon. <laughs> yes. I don't have a ginger six foot one yet. <laughs> Come here. Yeah. 100%. It's me. Look out. Yeah. <laughs> Go uh-huh. on. Well, okay. So I am not here <laughs> to steal I'm here to make money. So. Like, uh, it doesn't bother me because, you know, I do think that toxic monogamy culture is such a massive thing in the world and people don't get the opportunity to express their sexuality um, in healthy ways. And I do dance for married men who are lovely and respectful and pay me my rates plus very generous tips and we have a good time together and they get to experience this fun, sexy, flirty time without the baggage of the person that they love, I'm sure, and have kids with or whatever. And the baggage is like 20 fucking years of you didn't put the dishes in the dishwasher or something stupid like Mm. that that makes you maybe not able to sexually connect with them in the same way, the same, I guess, uninhibited and, like, new romancy type of way that you might like to feel again. Like it's an escape to this, like, fantasy. Totally. Yeah. And, you know, ultimately... I personally, like, as I mentioned before with my partner, I don't look at it as cheating, but I know some people do. And I think that is almost part of toxic monogamy culture, Mm. which I know you don't necessarily (laughs) agree with. Um, Yeah. No, I've spoke before about my views. Like I don't feel comfortable with my partners going to a strip club. But I think it's because I'm a stripper. And, like, I know that can go back and forth. Like, people are comfortable because they're a stripper. I'm not comfortable because I'm a stripper. Because if you want a hot girl with fake tits to dance on you, like, I'm here. I'm I'm home. home. Mm -hmm. I will dance on you. And you can pay me. Like, you can give me your hard-earned money. The way that I'm speaking about it now is somewhat of a new feeling for Mm -hmm. me. It's like you're exploring. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And I've also been with my partner for a long time, too. And I don't know if that would change your experience necessarily because you're a whole different person from me. But, mm. like, I think as we've grown together, my comfortability level with that kind of thing has definitely expanded a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, like, know... Like, I've talked to my partner about threesomes and stuff because I'm also bisexual. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I'd be able to like and he like I don't know if I'd be able to watch him touch another girl I don't think I'd be comfortable with it and even the sense like he's talked about like well I'll watch you with your like a girl you're seeing or a girl you're mm-hmm. hooking up with but then even then I'm like well what if he's like jerking off to her instead of me or like oh, you know like really? it's just it's very interesting it's something I'm working okay. on myself yeah um because for me like the reason why I am less comfortable with that is because I feel like then it becomes, like, so much more of a performance as opposed to, like, me enjoying my time with this woman, you know? A hundred percent. I don't... I feel like since our work is a performance, I don't want to perform in my... Personal life. Intimate and sex time. Yeah. A hundred percent. And that's why one of the things I said to him, too, like, um, when I was seeing a girl, he was like, you know, you're both so beautiful, like, what if you, like, sent me a video or whatever, whatever. 
And I was like, no, because like then, yes, but then our, our intimacy becomes an act for your pleasure, yeah. you know? And that's one thing that bothers me when I am with a woman, even just like walking down the street, it feels different than walking with a man because you see guys turn their heads and their little erections go and you're like, this isn't for you. Yeah. I, you know? Uh, you don't get that when you're holding hands with a man. Yeah. Yeah. So when you it, hold hands with a, ban- a man, it's like you put on like an invisibility cloak and people yeah. are just like blinders up, not yeah. looking at you. I promise, bro, I'm not checking her out. Yeah. Like. <laughs> and then just becomes, yeah, it's about you guys. But then once you're with a woman, for some reason, people just sexualize it. Um, yeah. So it's That's another reason why I, I've been hesitant to call myself bisexual. I've kind of said sexually fluid a lot because mm-hmm. I think bisexual immediately peaks this like thing of sexualizing myself right away yeah I mean I'll say it at work because you know trying to sexualize myself to capitalize on that yeah but um in my personal life I sometimes won't say that just based on who I'm talking to I guess yeah I also find too like I know we're going a little bit of a tangent away from what we were actually discussing which is totally fine because I think it's the thing that interests people bisexuality and especially Mm -hmm. in strip culture and stuff but um one of the reasons too I was hesitant to tell my partner at first that I was bisexual because it's the same thing that people look at when they know a guy, guy is gay every guy assumes that the guy wants to fuck him like it's just because you like the same sex doesn't mean you like every person right. of the same sex you still you know? have preferences yeah so when um, <laughs> I told my boyfriend that I was bisexual every fe- new female friend he asks like is this like mm-hmm. a love interest it's like no right. you can still have like platonic female friends. Like, I don't want to yeah. fuck every female I'm around totally. with females all the time. I see yeah. so much pussy. I don't want to eat all of it. Like, you know, like... And you can find women beautiful and not be sexually attracted to them. Same exactly. Same with how I feel about men. Like, I'm... I thought you were going to say me. My heart. <laughs> Sweet baby. <angel. laughs> Love me. <laughs> um, no, I 100% agree. I can find... And I say this all the time. Like, I find I can find a man attractive, but it's very rare that I look at a guy and be like, I want him in me. I just don't feel that very often. No, and I don't feel like this raw urge necessarily that often either with men or women. Like, mm-hmm. it's sort of once in a blue moon that I'm like, I must have you. 100%. No, you I agree. <laughs> I agree. Well, for a while when I was... Um, I think it was like non-relationship. I can't remember if I was in a relationship or non-relationship at this time. But for a while, I was thinking like, I maybe I'm asexual because it felt like every time I was having sex, mm. I was for my partner yeah. or the person I was with, and it, I never really had the urge to like have sex. Right, I've contemplated you know? that as well. Yeah, and maybe because we give so much sexual energy to our work, maybe yeah. that we feel like sexually depleted at home. Could yeah. Be it. Um, okay, so in a previous episode, I shared some tips on strip club etiquette. As I said, what do you think are some do's and don'ts of being a strip club patron? I guess I keep thinking of things and being like, no, that's too basic. But then again, there are people that may be listening to this that wouldn't have a clue from the very beginning. So, um, I guess a don't would be don't waste a stripper's time. Our time is very valuable. And like I said, with my club, it's only open for six hours. So I'm not trying to waste 20 minutes on somebody that seems promising only to have them tell me they're only here for a drink or just here for the free show or whatever yeah and i don't think that's a basic comment because i think a lot of people don't realize that we pay to be there we don't get paid hourly so every minute that we're not dancing giving a lap dance or getting tipped like we're not making money you know mm-hmm. um we only have like you said a certain amount of time and my club it's open uh 13 hours but if you come at night shift it's only 9 30 to 1 right. so you get three and a half hours you know to make money um so yeah every minute counts 
Yeah. Yeah, not wasting time is a big one for sure that most people don't seem to understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then what's a do? Um, what do I like when people do? Oh, one thing that I love that people do is tipping me for my time when we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that because it shows me that you're not a piece of shit and you see that this is a job and also that we're having a nice conversation. Mm-hmm. So if I'm sitting with you, whether you bought me a drink or not, I'm not here to get drinks. I'm not here to get drunk. I'm here to make money. So right. you buying me a drink is not the same as giving me a tip for my time. I'm having this drink with you for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm giving you this experience of drinking with somebody, especially if you're like a business guy and you're here alone, whatever, like you want to hang with somebody and we're going to drink together because drinking with somebody else is more fun than drinking alone. 100%. So when we're sitting and I am being a delight, then you should definitely hand me a $20 bill for my time. So I yeah, appreciate I, that. <laughs> I, I, that's exactly what I think is. I, um, I appreciate people that come to the club and appreciate the talent, you know, whether yeah. that's me being <clears throat> a good companion and being a good listener, like appreciate that this is emotional labor I'm providing for you mm-hmm. and, and tip accordingly. Right. Yeah. hundred percent agree. Um, what do you have for some tips for people wanting to become strippers? I mean, based on this conversation, I'm going to say find yourself a stripper mom that can help you. I'm always taking new little stripper babies. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I've had a couple of little stripper babies myself. But, um, yeah, having somebody that can help you navigate so you're not just floundering around like I was for so long, it probably would have taken me a lot less time to um, start actually working full-time and making a decent living um, if I had have had someone there to encourage me. I was my own goddamn stripper mom. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 100%. Um, so if there's one thing you'd like people to know about the world of stripping or sex work in general, what would it be? I want to say something really, like, resounding and important, but, you know, I don't think that that's going to just strike me right now. I mean, ultimately, the biggest thing for non-sex workers listening is that we're just people, you know? We have really multifaceted lives, and we like to be treated as people, and we, you know, don't want to be, um, what's the word? Fetishized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we to don't want to agree. Unless you're working in fetish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Actually, yeah, I'm going to revise that statement mm-hmm. <laughs> and say that we don't want to be fetishized in our personal lives. Mm-hmm. No, I 100% agree um, that I think people need to realize stripping is a job. It's not our identity and mm-hmm. treat it as such. Mm-hmm. Right? I think that's like what you're kind of saying. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of sums it up a little bit. <laughs> yes, that. That's what you just said. That is how I feel. <laughs> no, 100%. I agree. Um, okay, so before I let you run away, I'd like to do five would-you-rather questions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so some of them are easier than others. Okay, so first one. Would you rather never be able to orgasm or never be able to make a partner orgasm? Oof. Oh, oh, that was your <laughs> <laughs> For actually your orgasm. <laughs> Um, I think I would rather them never be able to. <laughs> Your boyfriend's like, for <laughs> Um, 
Okay, fair. <laughs> women deserve it. You know what I mean? We deserve it more than men. I'm sorry. We fake it enough. We deserve some real answers. <laughs> 100%. Um, okay, two. Would you rather swim 300 meters through shit or dead bodies? <laughs> So relevant. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know. That's a really hard one. Um, which one can you get the least diseases from? I think I cannot help in these questions. <laughs> I'm I'm the worst hypochondriac. Oh god. <laughs> I, I pick the one that has the least diseases. I don't know what the answer is, but I pick that one. I don't know what that would be. Because shit, there's like E. coli, pink I eye. mean, dead bodies have shit in them. So technically, okay. I think I know. <laughs> I have come to a conclusion. Dead bodies is like shit and then a bunch of other terrible stuff. Because it's the shit and the dead body. <laughs> and the shit is just the just shit. Just the shit. No dead bodies. So okay. you know what? Keeping along with the rest of the podcast, <laughs> we're going to go shit. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so three. Would you rather get away with lying every time or always know that someone else is lying? Mm, Definitely get away with lying all the time because I like to be able to create scenarios that people believe at work. (laughs) <laughs> really nice way of saying you're a pathological liar. <laughs> Only at work. Not in real life. I'm a horrible liar. Um, four. Would you rather read minds or accurately predict the future? Definitely predict the future. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What would you do with that? Um, even just like on the basic level. Take the path of least resistance. I yeah. Think. But even That's just like on the basic do. level, imagine at work. Like, looking at someone and be like, oh, you yeah. have money, you, you won't have money. You won't. In relation to sex work, yes, definitely. Yeah. The amount of that time would be the save. best trick. Oh, my God. Imagine the time you'd save. would be a game changer. <laughs> 100%. Uh, okay, five. My last one. Your parent, your dad. Okay. <laughs> I like your face already. Oh, like, oh, fuck. Okay, so your father and your boyfriend switch bodies. Oh, my God. No, no, no. And, no, you, no, no. <laughs> and you have to have sex with one of them to switch oh, them back. no. Who no, do you fuck? No. No. So oh, your no. boyfriend. I don't want to answer this. In your dad's body or your dad in your boyfriend's oh, body? That's so gross. Patriot, <laughs> <laughs> take a moment. Is there an option where I like take a shot and don't answer the question? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I hate it so much. No. You fucking your dad, or your boyfriend's body. <laughs> I don't think I can answer. I know it's never die. gonna happen. Yeah, fuck it. Think about that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> selfish. <laughs> so selfish. I don't know what I would do. It's never going to happen. <laughs> N- never say never. <laughs> okay, well, that's it for this episode of 50 Plus a Tip. You can follow me at 50plusatip on Instagram or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. Have a wonderful week and happy hoeing. <laughs>